There is no name like the name of our God because there is no one like our God. The many divine names used in Scripture reveal His perfect nature. Let's open the Word of God today with Scott Pauling and learn more about the name. Does it bother you to hear people take the name of God in vain? I tell you, as a Christian, when I hear someone curse the name of Christ or use the name of God lightly and flippantly, it grieves me. It grieves me because that's my God. That's my Father. That's my Savior. That's my friend. That's the one living inside of me. And yet, may I ask you a question? Do you think it grieves God when His own children do not use His name properly? Now, I'm not suggesting, of course, that we simply should not take God's name in vain. That goes without saying. But how should we use His name? We're talking about the name, and we're going to look at many of the instances where His name is used throughout Scripture. And why should we even study this name? Well, I think we've established already we should study the name of God so we can know Him better. Remember, His name equals His nature. His name reveals something about who He is to us. But I think it goes beyond simple knowledge to say, oh yes, I know Him. No, we want to use the name properly. How should we use that name? Well, let me take you to the first occasion where it is told us in Scripture that people started using the name of the Lord. It's found in Genesis chapter number 4. Verse number 25 says, And Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son, and called his name Seth. For God, said she, hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. Now you remember, Cain kills his own brother Abel, then has God's curse put upon him. So this is the beginning of the godly line. This is, this is the new seed that God gives to Adam and Eve through which Messiah will come. So I want to pause and say thank the Lord for this. But just could I point something out to you. Do you see the significance even of Seth's name? Remember I said to you that in Scripture names matter, especially when God is involved. The name Seth means appointed. This is the child that has been appointed as the new seed, as the new line. And in the very next verse, verse 26, And to Seth, to him also there was born a son, and he called his name Enos. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. This is a new beginning, of course, and it's very significant that this new beginning is connected to the name of God. Remember, He's the God of new beginnings. The first time we were introduced to Him, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. So we know He's the God who starts. We know He's the God who begins. And this is the moment when men began to call upon the name of the Lord. Now look carefully in your Bible at Genesis chapter 4, verse number 26, because this is the first time in our Bible where you're going to see His name written this way, the LORD, all capital, L-O-R-D, all capital letters. Why is that? Why does it stand out that way? Is that just the way the, uh, the writer wanted to write it? Oh no, this is a revelation of God's personal name. This is Yahweh. This is Jehovah. This is the great I Am. Now we'll come back and study the name more particularly, what it means and its significance a little later. But notice, please, what they did with the name. They didn't just speak the name. 
No, no, they, they didn't just know the name. The Bible says, Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. I think this is the first spiritual awakening recorded in the Word of God. You know, friends, we need a spiritual awakening right now more than ever before. Don't we need an old-fashioned revival? Well, could it be that what we need is a fresh revelation of who God is? Maybe we need to ponder His name again. Maybe we need to think a little bit about the holy name of our God and the thought of His holiness, His nature, may awaken something in us that would cause men to seek the Lord again. I believe there are two primary things we ought to do with His name that are reflected in this verse. First of all, we ought to use His name in prayer. I, I believe that's what it means here when it says they called upon the name of the Lord. They started praying in the Lord's name. And we know, of course, in the New Testament, the Lord Jesus Christ taught His disciples much about this. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, I will do it. Whatever you ask in my name, the Father will do. Why? There's power in His name. His name is the name of access. His name is the name of authority. His name is the name that is to be used for all of our asking. In other words, we never go on our merit. We always go on His merit. I have nothing. I'm bankrupt. I'm a sinner. I'm weak and incapable. Oh, but the Lord Jesus, His name is rich. And His name gives access to all the riches of God in Christ Jesus. And so may I say to you that when we pray, when we call on the name of the Lord, when you begin your prayer, dear Father, when you end your prayer in Jesus' name, notice we begin and end our prayers with the name. Now, that is not just a clever way to start and a neat, tidy way to tie it up and finish. No, it is much more than that. We are entering into God's presence. We are calling on Him by name. I'm so glad I know His name. Aren't you glad you know His name today? Use His name in prayer. Use His name in praise. Use His name to commune with Him and to call upon Him. And never use it lightly. Even in your prayer, in your conversation with God, be careful not to use His name flippantly. Dr. Frank Sells taught us years ago that when the Bible says we are not to use the name of the Lord our God in vain, in vain, that doesn't simply mean people who curse. He said we use His name in vain anytime His name is on our lips and not in our hearts. Anytime the name of God is on your lips, you ought to be honoring that name in your heart. Did you know the only time the word hallowed is used in the New Testament is in relationship to His name? Hallowed be thy name. Set apart, sanctified. Uh, it, is, it is preeminent above all else. And so when you use His name in prayer, use it carefully. It is the name above every name. But then there's a second thing that I believe we learn from Genesis chapter 4, verse number 26, and that is we not only use the name to God in prayer, but we also use the name to others. You see, in verse number 26, this is the first occasion where you have a line of people, a group of people who are identifying themselves with the Lord's name. In other words, they are publicly and personally and unashamedly identifying themselves by His name, not by their name. People know me by my name. People know you by your name. But may I say to you as a follower of the Lord, they really should know us by God's name. You see, we use the name of God not only in a Godward way, but also in a manward way. We use the name of God in witness. We use God's name 
to testify, to talk about His goodness in our life. And I will tell you, it's not a light or flippant thing that we call ourselves Christians, followers of Christ, that we know God. That ought to mean something. This is more than just words, friends. This, this must be living reality, and it should change the way we live every day. I want to challenge you to meditate in these days on the name of the Lord. And I want you to work not only on meditation, but then on application. How do I use His name? Do I use it reverently? Do I use it appropriately? Do I use it lovingly? Do I use it in a way that other people would know that I honor and revere the name above every name? The Bible says, Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. May God help all of us have a new beginning with His name. Would you begin today in a fresh way to call upon His name? And would you begin in a fresh way today to identify yourself with the name above every name? We were told in Acts 4 verse 12, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you can place your faith in Him now. And God promises, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We encourage you to listen to all of our studies in this series and find other helpful tools on our website. If you would like to support this Bible teaching ministry, you may do so at enjoyingthejourney.org. Thank you for helping us reach others with the gospel.